Welcome to Apparently Speaking, the podcast from Northeast Ohio Parent with your host, Miriam Connor. Hi, this is Miriam. Welcome to Apparently Speaking, your podcast for all things parenting. No matter what age your kids are, you're probably, you've probably thought about college. And one of the big things many parents are concerned with is how are you going to pay for it? My guest today is going to talk about that and help um, get parents on the right track and explain some options. This episode is sponsored by Montrose Mazda Kent. They go around the world for you. Before you look, call or stop in and talk to Jeremy. Find out more at MazdaKent.com. Tim Gorell is the executive director of the Ohio Tuition Trust Authority. One of his duties is managing the overall operations of Ohio's 529 College Savings Program. Prior to joining the Ohio Tuition Trust Authority, Tim served as Deputy Inspector General for the State of Ohio and Director, Ohio Department of Veteran Services. Gorell is also a retired U.S. Army Colonel. He received his undergraduate degree in education from the University of Akron. He holds master's degrees in history and strategic studies from the University of Monmouth and the U.S. Army War College, respectively. He and his wife, Lisa, are the parents of two daughters. Welcome, Tim. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, Miriam. Glad to be here. Yes, I'm glad to have you. So I personally have a a high school senior. So this is very timely for me personally that you're here. And I know a lot of parents that I've talked to lately, especially, you know, her friends, parents and things like that are, are obviously college is a big topic and, you know, where do they want to go? What is she thinking about all that? And um, so that's the fun part of it. I mean, not fun for me because I don't want to go. That's a fun, that's a fun side of it. But um the side that may not be so fun is, you know, how are we going to pay for it? So um, I know you're going to talk to us um, about some options there. First, can you tell us, you know, what is Ohio Tuition Trust? Well, the Ohio Tuition Trust Authority is a department under the Department of the uh, Ohio Department of Higher Education. Uh, We were actually established uh, just over 30 years ago uh, by the uh, state legislature that enacted legislation in 1989, establishing our agency to give uh, Ohioans an opportunity to save and invest for uh, higher education expenses. And we actually started selling our first units and credits in 1990. So we've been around for 30 years doing this and uh, we uh, are a trusted agent for to help families and beneficiaries save for those after high school expenses and uh, uh, you know invest with uh, our agency and, and uh, not have any reservations or doubts about it. Okay, so what would you tell somebody, you know, no matter what age maybe their child is, um, I mean, you probably have different advice, obviously, you know, if their kids are young, as opposed to if they're in high school and and so on, but what kind of advice would you give that what what can we do as parents to help um, try to, to pay for some of those college costs? Well, first, ha- have a plan and and start saving. Uh, whether ideally the best time to start is whenever a baby is born, uh, parents, grandparents getting involved in that that saving and investment. And while it's hard to imagine what that little baby is going to grow up to be, uh, then nonetheless, there, there's going to be some training or education, uh, well, in almost every case, uh, uh, that's required after high school. And there will be a cost associated with that. And the alternative to not saving and investing now is is loan debt. And uh, loan debt in our country has uh, uh, eclipsed uh, $1.5 trillion, $1.5 trillion. And, and so people may look at it and say, well, 
you know, it's too early to start saving because we just don't know what's going to happen, or uh, that's really a lot of money. I don't know if we're ever going to save it. The alternative is loan debt, uh, taking out loans and incurring that debt uh, to pay for these after uh, high school education expenses are up. Yeah, and I, I definitely agree with that. You know, have a plan and you think, you know, you look at this baby and or whatever age, you know, your young child is and you think I've got a lot of time. And as we know, if you have kids that are not babies anymore, it just goes so quickly. Everybody says that and they say that for a reason because it's totally true. And another, you know, thing, you know, said people might say it's just too much money. We're not going to be able to, but I would say something is better than nothing, right? So at least if you can, if there's something there, whatever you can do would be better than, than nothing if you can't. Yeah, I, yes, I, you're absolutely right. Because uh, as you observed, uh, life gets away from us. Uh, okay, so maybe you didn't open an account or start saving when a baby was born and you just turn around and, and that, that little one's going off to kindergarten or there may be a middle school or even they're in high school and, and it's a, you're looking at what, what uh, and that, that student's looking for what's next after high school. Uh, the, the thing is, don't be discouraged by that and don't be discouraged by the uh, the amount of money you think you need to save. It, it's just important to start and to save some. Uh, one of our partners likes to say, uh, when is the best time to plant a tree? Well, the best time was 20 years ago, but when's the next best time today? And and it's the same way with saving and investing for that. And, you know, people you know, should look at it of, of just uh, maybe start with a, a goal of um, you're, you're going to save for 50% for an in-state college or university, and you're going to save 50% you know, for, for that, that student. And, and just start because as you get going, you'll be encouraged by how your savings are growing. And as those after high school education plans become clearer, you, you can adjust, you can add to it. Uh, there's things that happen in life that funds become available. A lot of people incur daycare costs. So once that, that baby is going to kindergarten, those daycare costs may be going away. And so the money is being spent on that. Maybe some of it or all of it can go into savings for higher education. Right. Just kind of pretend like you still have it and put it into that, you know, slide it over into that. It, it's just get, get past the, the paralysis of, of uh, that's too much, or I don't know how we're going to do it. Uh, you can open a, a 529 account for as little as $25. Uh, and, and you, you know, just, just start. So you brought up the 529, the 529. So what, what is that exactly? Well, 529 plans were established in the, uh, uh, the mid-90s. I mentioned that, that Ohio started the college savings. We, we had a guarantee plan uh, that closed to new contributions and, uh, and new accounts in 2003. And so our 529 plan offers investors two options. Uh, you can do uh, uh, the direct plan, which is basically do-it-yourself investments, or you can work with a financial advisor to, to do the investments. And what 529 plans do is these are after-tax dollars that are invested. Uh, and they, you have a variety of stock market options. There's ready-made plans. You can pick your own options uh, you know, from our uh, portfolio. But these investments grow tax-free. So whenever you uh, have dividends or gains on that, they're not taxed. And whenever they're withdrawn for qualified higher education expenses, uh, these may be for tuition and fees, room and board, computers, books, expenses, there's not a tax implication. So the short of it, why a 529 plan 
initially, the initial response is taxes, taxes, taxes. Uh, 529 plans also offer a variety of flexibility. Um, you know, we were talking about we're not sure what that beneficiary that child's going to be when they grow up. Uh, you know, it, it, they may get some financial aid. They may get scholarships. There may be other resources at play. Um, it, there's a great deal of flexibility. There's not a shelf life on the 529 plan. Uh, if, if the individual uses part of it for an undergraduate degree and then later on goes on to get a master's degree or changes uh, uh, careers and there's education expenses involved, your 529 plan will still work for it. And if all is said and done that uh, you don't use it for the uh, beneficiary, the initial beneficiary, you can transfer it among other family members, other children, uh, even the cousins, uh, a great deal of flexibility, or in the end, use it for yourself. I like that about it a lot because like you said, you don't know now what they're going to do. You may have, you know, what we want them to do or what we think they should do, but that doesn't mean they're going to. And it, so it helps with, there are a lot of different, you know, there's four year, there's a lot of different, you know, traditional path after high school, but there are other programs like you mentioned. And so it does have that flexibility. And, you know, if your kid gets that full ride scholarship, you know, after all, then like you said, there's still flexibility. It's not like that's wasted money or anything obviously you can use it for another child or if you really need to yourself you know there are other options with that so it is flexible well, well exactly Miriam. and, and a, another feature that 529s have is the account holder controls the fund uh, you talk about the intentions these are set up for education expenses after high school uh, perhaps the beneficiary decides when they turn 18 that uh, and graduate high school that they they want to go off to Europe and backpack, uh, and and they, and there are other savings plans that whenever the beneficiary comes of age, they they get control of that. But with a five to nine plan, the account holder retains control of that you know, through the the life of the uh, the account and the investment. Oh, I think that's good. I think that's important because, like you said, they may not, you know, have the same idea and, and so, or, you know, do something like that. And that that's all fine, but um, probably don't want to use, you know, that money for that. And then like later, if you said if they change their mind, come back from their backpacking trip, hey, I realize I want to do this, that money's still there. And I, so I like that that stays with the account holder. That's good. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's good. What if um, your child get does get? We talked about you know if they get scholarships, then it's still you know what you can do if there if there is leftover money. Um, what if your child gets you know need based financial aid? What, can they still get need based financial aid if you have this? Someone might think, well, I've got this big you know sum in this five twenty nine. We're never going to get any financial aid. That, that is a very common question, and, and folks, uh, people get uh, uh, anxious about that, I guess, for lack of a better word. Uh, it has a minimum effect on, on need-based uh, aid or, or grants. It's only 5.64%. So if, if uh, you have, say, $10,000 in a, in a 529, and that's brought into the calculation for uh, for need-based aid, only $564 is, is, you know, could have an effect on that, that aid. Obviously, as the numbers get bigger, that, that gets larger, but it's only 5.64%. It's not a significant about, amount of the calculations that are used to determine uh, that the aid to a person. 
Okay. That's, yeah, that's good to know because I think that would be a big question and that might maybe if people don't know, that might deter people, you know, I think it'd be better for us to just try to get as much as we can with financial aid, need-based financial aid and not having this big amount in there because they're going to think we don't need it. But it doesn't, with that low amount, that low percentage, it wouldn't really affect um, all that much. Yeah, and, and another consideration on that is like with uh, many scholarships or this need-based aid, it, it primarily is going toward uh, tuition and, and uh, the fees. Uh, you still have room and board living expenses or maybe other equipment or, or fees that are associated with that education program, books. Uh, and so you can use your 529 for that. And so 529 can complement either scholarships or this uh, financial aid uh, very nicely because, you know, for the parts of that aid or that scholarship doesn't cover, you, you can use your 529 to cover those those expenses. Right. And and there are always those expenses, like you just mentioned, it's usually not, you know, everything is, even if you had a, you know, a full ride or whatever, there's, does that cover room and board? Does it cover books and equipment? All those other kind of things, like you mentioned that, that come into play. Right. And, and, that, and that's a good, good point too, because you mentioned a full ride scholarship. I mean, which are rare, than, by the way. I, right. People, less than yeah. 1%, you know, across the country, you know, you have that full ride scholarship. Uh, that, that are awarded, it, it covers everything. But should you be fortunate enough to be the in that one percent, or if uh, say an individual goes to one of the service academies, uh, you you can uh, withdraw, and you don't want to transfer, or you don't want to you know keep that five two nine account you know for uh, open for that person. You you can take that money out, but uh, with the, the scholarships, you can take up to the amount of the scholarship, but you would have to pay uh, tax on what you earned. Uh, if you recall, the, I, I mentioned that it's after-tax dollars going in. So the amount that that account grew, grew uh, up to that scholarship amount, you, you, would, you would pay the, the taxes on, on that. Uh, if you got to the end and, and you didn't have a scholarship or, or they, these didn't come into play and you withdrew the money from your 529 account, then uh, you would pay a tax, but also a 10% penalty. Okay, just for withdrawing it, not if you used it for another child or any kind of yeah, educational yeah. expense or a master's degree, anything like that. It would just be if it's like, hey, we're so lucky we don't need this. Right. <laughs> so and, we're <laughs> take it out. Right, right, right. Exactly. And and you know, and some people may get to that that point. It's like we we don't have other children we want to transfer it for. We don't anticipate them needing uh, uh uh, money for, for other other schools like like for instance one uh, that that comes to mind as far as as an example people keeping it in, in you know keeping it was uh, uh, there was an account holder uh, that they they invested for their their daughter and uh, the daughter was fortunate enough to get substantial scholarships for her undergraduate work and and so they touched very little of their five two nine account. Uh, and obviously, they kept in, uh, investing and and into this. And then she decided uh, a couple of years after finishing her undergrad to go on to law school. Well, they had the five two nine funds available for that, and and she had minimal expenses for for law school, which is a substantial expense. You work very hard. You you come out to this uh, career that that you you know that you you want to work in that you're passionate about. And, and so you're getting your, your salary, your pay, but then four or $500 a month is coming out of that to, to pay 
you know, for your education expenses. Whereas if you can save and invest and minimize the loan debt, if, if erase it, uh, it not even needed it at all, then then you're you're obviously in a much better situation. For sure. And if somebody's not really sure what um, to do with that, I have three ideas for them. <laughs> um, we're gonna, yeah, <laughs> so they can contact me. Um, we're going to take a quick break here from our sponsor. And we're going to come back and we're going to continue talking with you about the 529 and some other things with our tuition trust and ideas for uh, financing college. So we'll be right back. Hey, this is Miriam from Apparently Speaking. Join the Mazda family like I did at Montrose Mazda Kent. You'll love the selection of new and used cars and lease options. We are on our third car from Kent Mazda. We keep going back because of the ease of purchase and it has been by far the best deal we could find each time. Montrose Mazda Kent, they go around the world for you. Before you look, call or stop in and talk to Jeremy. Find out more at MazdaKent.com. Okay, we are back talking with Tim Burrell, and I appreciate you being here, and you've given us a lot of great information, and we've been talking a lot about the 529 way to save for college and just the flexibility of it, um, and a lot of information about that. And one thing I, I know you mentioned before, but you know anyone can contribute and open an account, right? So if we open an account grandparents, aunts, uncles, anybody can contribute to those or open it. Maybe they say, I'm just going to open one um, for my grandchild that was just born. I'm going to do it on my own. They can do that as well, right? Yes. And, and actually, that, that's a, a terrific way to, uh, you know, to, uh, to invest and for grandparents to do that. And plus, instead of you know, perhaps waiting until uh, you know, they, they, they pass and, and uh, giving you know, an inheritance to their children or grandchildren, it's a bit of a living legacy, so to speak, because uh, you know, hopefully the grandparents are around, and then they they get to see their grandchildren going off to school and uh, and studying, uh, you know, and entering a trade or or whatever the profession may be or career, and and knowing that uh, you know that they've uh, uh, they, they've helped to minimize the you know for debt or or that they're they're paying for that. It, it's a living legacy, is is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I really like that idea of that living legacy, you know, and obviously not everybody can do that. But if you can, I really like the idea of, you know, instead of maybe just if you have some, like you said, that you're going to save, you know, to, to leave them, let let them see it, watch them, enjoy it and and be able to, to use it now. And I really like that idea. So that's a great idea. Another thing, too, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, the 529 you you're able to use for a private school. Um, high school, is that right? Yes, that, that's correct. That, that was, uh, I believe, two years ago that uh, uh, the, the 529 guidelines are, are established by the federal government, Congress. And uh, that, that was a parameter that, that was added uh, to, uh, to include uh, tuition, uh, just tuition up to $10,000 uh, for grades K through Okay. I so, said high school, but it's K through 12, right? Right, right. That's, that is a qualified expense. And so all the same things that we were talking about as far as the tax advantage and withdrawing that, that is a qualified expense. Uh, also, uh, the, this past uh, year with the SECURE Act, uh, apprenticeships were added to to that as well as qualified expenses. So it just keeps getting better for, for 529 and, and for investing. Okay, so with the it's K through twelve also private up to ten thousand dollars, which is another great benefit. I guess I would say maybe 
just be careful not to use all of it, you know, if you want to use that later for college, but, but you can use that obviously. And so then for apprenticeships, so that would be after high school, maybe, is that what, is that what that means? If they're not going straight to, if they're not going to do college, they want to do like a trade and do an apprenticeship. Exactly. Uh, because again, this is something not, not everybody is going to go off to college. Exactly. And so they're, they're trade schools, technical schools, apprenticeships. And again, there, there are associated costs with those programs. So uh, the U.S. Department of Labor on their website, they, they have uh, what, what an apprenticeship is and what the parameters of apprenticeship are. And so that, that is the guideline for that. And so if an individual is going off to an apprenticeship like that and there's a need for like tools or uh, equipment like steel-toed boots or uh, different, different things, uh, the, the expenses for that apprenticeship, then you can use your 529 to pay for those uh, costs. Yeah, I think that's great because like you, we said earlier, we don't know what our kids are going to do for sure. And the trades, that's something that's really big right now. And it's really important. And for a lot of kids, that's the path they're going to take. And that's great. So it's not limiting them to, you know, you have to do this, you know, traditional path or whatever it may be. That's right. Good. I, li- I like that a lot. It's very flexible. Um, so what other, do you have any other advice? You know, I know at the beginning talked about have a plan, which I think is probably the best advice um, that anyone could give, have some sort of plan. Um, anything else that you would, would like to tell parents? Yeah. I, uh, you know, you mentioned that, that you, you have uh, young children and you're, you're thinking about that of what's, what's going to happen. Uh, we on the, we're on the other side of the spectrum and uh, we, our daughters, as you mentioned in my bio, they're, they're adults and uh, they, they graduated from, from uh, college. And in a flash, it, it, it happens. I mean, mm-hmm. it, I, just, I just remember when they were born. Uh, th- thankfully, they're, they're both uh, debt free. Uh, our oldest uh, got married uh, recently. Uh, her, her husband, our, our son-in-law, did have to go alone debt, but, but he was determined to pay it off. And so they, you know, they, they're both debt free and going into their jobs, marriage, all this. And, and our youngest daughter as well is a, is a nurse and is debt free. And, and it just, uh, you know, the emphasis, and I appreciate the opportunity to talk to you and, and to those who are listening to this podcast is, is to just, just do that, even if you just can save a little bit. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, there, there are the advantages on it. Um, like if you use others, like a lot of times people, you know, will use banks and, and that's, that's fine to save, but you're not going to get the return as you would if you if you invest in a 529 plan. Uh, I invite people to go to our webpage because we get asked, uh, how much should I save? Uh, you know, we have a calculator on there uh, that, that you can plug in. That maybe you're looking at uh, an in-state uh, co- public college or university or out-of-state or it, any of these types of programs. And you can uh, plug in. Uh, the age of the beneficiary, when do you think that, that you're going to need that? And, and it'll help you calculate what you need to save. And, and again, there's nothing wrong with saying, wow, we're not going to be able to save all of it. I don't see us getting there. But, but if you start, you'll, you'll be surprised because using that example that I used at the beginning of our conversation, maybe it is. It's like we're, we're, we think that if we can save for 50% of an end state, that'll be good. Uh, it doesn't alleviate you know, the, uh, the need for loans, but, but it certainly minimizes it instead of um, having to fund 100%. And if you take care in Ohio, if you fund 
uh, take a loan out for everything, tuition, fees, room, board, you're talking for a four year provided it takes that long, uh, that, that it's, it's about 80,000 plus dollars. That, that, and so if you could half that, that, that would be pretty good as well. Right. I'm sure anyone with loans would say, yeah, I would have taken 10, 20, 30, you know, whatever it was um, to, to just alleviate some of that. So anything is going to help. And, and and back to that point about, about having the goal, both for, for savings, but, but also education. Uh, our research shows that, that people who save just even a little, uh, and, and the beneficiary knows that, that, hey, they're you know, I have a savings account, uh, an investment account for uh, what I'm going to do after high school. That that creates an attitude of, of completion. I, I am going to go. The expectation is I'm going to do something after high school. I am going to get this training. And the likelihood of them succeeding it increases because they have that knowing that uh, no matter if it's paying for some of it or all of it or whatever the, the degree may be, because a lot of the loan debt, too, is is for uh, people who have not finished programs, and so that's that's even worse. I, I mean, you 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 go to uh, into an education program or a training program, and you take loans out, and then and then you don't finish it. Those loans don't go away. Right. And then you don't have anything to show. At least you don't have, you know you don't even have anything to show for it. At right. Least you're not. Yeah. You're not right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I um I really love that you brought up the the whole just I'm going to say the mindset of it knowing like you said I know that I my parents or my grandparents whomever have done this and so even if like you said it's some half all I'm going to do whatever it is even if it's trade if it's apprenticeship if it's college whatever the path is it really like you said it just gives them that mindset of oh yeah there really isn't another option. I'm just, I'm going to do this and that's the expectation and they've set this up to try to help me. So I'm going to do this. I really like that you brought that up. Yeah. I, I mean, and, and again, I, I said a majority of people that there's, they got, they're going to have to do something. I mean, yeah. Uh, Steve Jobs and Bill Gates, uh, <laughs> you know, it worked out fine for them. Yes. So how can listeners find out more? You mentioned your website, maybe say that again. Um, and they can, they can go on there and, and, you know, what, what do they need to do to, they listen to this, they want to get in touch with, you know, Ohio Tuition Trust and, and get started. What should they do? Right. Uh, two ways. Uh, easy. Uh, to use your search engine and search for Ohio 529. You should come to our webpage. Uh, that webpage's address is collegeadvantage.com. Uh, tons of information on there. Uh, we have blogs and, and uh, things that are, that are going on uh, to help people make the decision. You can enroll online. Uh, very, very easy to, to do to open up your, your account. Uh, that information is, is uh, we're, we're told that our, our webpage is not jargony, if that's such a word. And, and so it's easy to navigate and the information is, is constantly updated to be uh, to be fresh and, and, uh, and current so that it will help people as they navigate uh, through this decision. Uh, if you would like to talk to somebody, uh, you can call us. Uh, our telephone number is 1-800-AFFORD-IT, uh, 1-800-AFFORD-IT, and that's 800-233-6734. Uh, 
Now, we don't give financial advice. We can facilitate information. By law, we're, we're not permitted to give advice and you know, say, well, should I pick this account or the, you know, this uh, investment option? But certainly our customer service representatives uh, you know, will help people uh, provide information as a follow-up to what they're hearing here uh, or to what they've seen on the webpage. Uh, and if they'd rather uh, you know, facilitate enrollment through a person, you certainly can do that as well. Thank you so much, Tim. I think it was really, really informative, and I know it's going to take away some of the confusion um, for a lot of people and just give that information and hopefully kind of motivate and spur them on to, to look into it if they haven't already. So I really appreciate you being here. Well, I appreciate, always appreciate the opportunity to, uh, to talk about 529. It's something that we, we believe in, and uh, we, we want to, more people to be informed about that. Also, and I like that just before we go is uh, we are in the season – uh, in a campaign uh, to, with a $10,000 sweepstakes giveaway with the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, if you do go through our Facebook page to that, uh, if you're already a, an account holder, that's great money uh, to, to increase uh, those savings. If you're new to 529, that's great seed money. Great. That's really great. Okay. Someone's going to win that. That's great. That's um, right. Yes. That's exciting. I'm going to go. I'm going to look it up. <laughs> well, thank you so much again, Tim. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you, Miriam. I'm glad to be with you. Thanks. This episode is sponsored by Montrose Mazda Kent. They go around the world for you. Before you look, call or stop in and talk to Jeremy. Find out more at MazdaKent.com. Thank you for listening to Apparently Speaking. Listen and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, and iHeartRadio. Find the podcast and much more at northeastohioparent.com. Like Apparently Speaking on Facebook and email me at podcast at northeastohioparent.com.